You are now listening to the Ultimate Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 11, what it do, baby? Morty, we are in the double digits of weeks. Bro, we out here. We're deep in these streets, these fantasy streets. How are you feeling right now? 10 weeks in, what's 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 the vibe? Hey, it's it's crunch time now, for sure. Playtime's over. That's that's 100%. Um, it's, it's, I mean, hey, we, we say it every year. You know, it happens. We're, everybody's trying to get to that six and six mark, and, and no matter how the league pans out prior to, it always ends up being, hey, who's going to be six and six? And in the case of the scoring system this year, who beat who? And that's that's what it's boiling down to. Everybody's looking at the schedule like, ooh, who do, who do I play? Have I beat this person before earlier in the year? It's getting pretty crazy. Morty, let's let's go ahead and have this debate. So last year we moved the tie break to to whoever wins the head to head matchup, and it seems like that makes sense. But then also. The points deal now seems like it also makes sense. So what do you think is better moving forward? I mean, I think from a competitive standpoint, I actually think that points for um, is probably the way to go. Uh, but if if we're if we're looking at it, you got to reward those who play well. Right. If you're looking at it and you see that um, we'll just use random teams here, but um, somebody like like Quentin, I mean, he's, he's, he's winning. He's playing defense. He's, his team is all defense. He scored like 700 and something points. And then you got a team like Hector, who's like right below scoring a thousand. And if the games panned out where, you know, Hector's going up against uh, Quentin, but he lost to him earlier in the year, Hector doesn't get in. Quentin stays in. And I, I think that there's always two sides to the coin at the end of the day. So if I say in my personal opinion that I think it should be points for, I think that's what we should go off of. Then next year when I'm in a scenario where I'm trying to get into the playoffs and you know, you're the spot ahead of me and you get in, but I beat you earlier in the year, I'm going to be the one that's going to come up and be like, yo, we needed to have it at, as head to head. So but what about even if it's late in the year, we get to our game, we're tied we're, and then I beat you, but somehow you got in on points yeah. more than me. Yeah. Or, or, or what if, what if, you know, I'm winning week to week, you know, you get a win. But when you win, you put up 300 points one random week, you know. Yeah, I Stars mean. Stars align. That's true. And I think that we'll probably have to put it to a league vote at the end of the year, see what everybody says. And then if, if it needs to be changed, it'll be changed. We'll go majority wins. But I think that there's there's pros and cons on, on both sides. So I do feel like it makes every game matter. When you're playing against this dude, it's not even like, well, I mean, I got some bye weeks, but fuck it. I'll just go ahead. It's like, no, I got to find a way to win because if we tied, this motherfucker's in because he played me and and beat me on, you know, on whatever week. Or I think so. I, I do remember when we made the change, part of the argument was this is how it is in real life. Yeah, it is head to head first points after. Right. But we're playing fantasy football, not real life football, which is revolved it's around also, points. <laughs> it also has kickers, and we don't have kickers anymore. Amen. So, is this a reality fantasy? Mm. Is it a fantasy fantasy? 
I guess we'll Should see. Should we put O-linemen in our lineups now, too, since we're doing it like real life? Imagine, bro. That's the argument. Yeah. How real are we going to be? I'm not taking Zach Martin in the first. Hell to the no. All right, let's get down to it real quick. Again, we had six winners, six losers, no ties this week. Let's talk about it. Sundown, Joey Brown is one play away from going for four straight victories this week. Good Lord. One play away. Talk about turnaround. But good job coming up with a W. Team Hector, who has no chance of making a playoffs, if you ask him, who's currently in six, uh, beat Matt Rohan. So that means he has a tiebreaker over him, but he still has no shot, I, I guess. Um one week too late gets a W, putting up massive What up, points. baby? One twenty three in that matchup with some of the some of his team coming back to finally life. back. Team Frazier still undefeated. Crazy man, still undefeated, and then blame it on baby getting a W in the lowest scoring contest of my lifetime. Per usual, <laughs> their game must have been Tampa Bay versus the Saints. Oof, and Jose pulled out some unique strategy. Mm. that game so for those of you who won congratulations you're a winner and to those of you who lost you know what time it is take a shot for me take a shot for me real quick as we said last week oh and mensa won also i always leave myself out congrats Um, bro and and not, not only did you win you got the most points of the week by a long shot Oh, lucky. Lucky week. It was a lucky week for me. All right, so Joey Brown got the W with Deshaun Watson putting up 24 points. Todd Gurley. Bro, Todd Gurley. What do you what do you th- let's let's dive in real quick, real quick. What do you think? Of Todd Gurley? Yeah. I mean, I think we were talking shit and now he's balling. He's not necessarily balling, he's just putting up fantasy points. Uh he's yeah, still averaging I mean. like two yards a carry. He still sucks. But I mean, we're again to our point earlier, we're not here to for reality football we're here for fantasy so for fantasy he's doing good enough um i mean he he helped joey win in a lower scoring contest with 12 points so you know he's not earth shattering but good good game the todd todd Gurley, i think right now is a top 10 running back that's the crazy year. so crazy to think haters about. say what they want facts haters gonna hate <laughs> Team Hector uh, came through with Tyreek Hill getting 28.6 points and Cam Newton with a 24-point game. Too bad Hector has no shot at the playoffs, apparently. Uh, Josh Allen came with 36 points of pure domination. Came back. It's a lot of averages, bro. He had a couple down weeks, and he got back to his mean. But that's the that's the thing, man. And then Christian McCaffrey uh, puts up 32 points in his first game back, mm. and hopefully he returns to the field again this week. Team Frazier, Russell Wilson, gives him another 22 points. Russell is the captain of that squad. Yep. And then uh, McLaurin out there with a quarterback with a hamstring for a shin uh, still puts up 21 points. Caught a 73-yard touchdown for that 21 points, by the way. Damn right. And I guarantee Alex Smith did not meet him in the end zone. Nope. Uh, and then DK Metcalf with 20.3 points and Lamar Jackson with a measly 18.6. Uh, but blame it on baby gets a win. Yeah. And then I think it was that double Dallas running back strategy employed by uh, Jose, which was a, what was a weird play there. <laughs> Dalvin cook uh, put up 38.2 points for team Mensa and Kyler Murray put up 37.9 <laughs> points. Just a lucky week for Mensa this week. Yep. His boys balled. Let's go look at the standings real quick, just so we can get an idea for where everyone is at. 
in tied for 11th place. We got a tie now hey, at the bottom. We're moving up, baby. Listen, this league is gridlocked. There's not one spot that's just all by itself except for number one and number two. All right. Oh, and number three. Uh, <laughs> so at 11, uh, I charged myself in one week too late. Um, we got Sundown Joey Brown tied with No Way Jose. Oh, my God. Did I do it again? God, you do it every time. God it's always the first one. Latino Heat. Chica, ¿tú quieres probar a un Latino And then we got Jeter's Gigantes. Gigantes. Tied for six, and Jeter Gigante put up a, a fifty-six point fifty-six week. point week. And I and you, whenever you see that, you're always like, "Damn, he put up hundred and twenty against me. Why couldn't I have got him on the fifty-six point week?" Yeah. But that's the thing we were talking about. This that's if you're going to lose in fantasy football, that's how you want to lose. Yep. You want your whole team not to do shit because when it comes Watch down to it, week. exactly, you don't want to waste a boom in an L. You don't want to put up one twenty and lose. You want to yep. put up twenty and lose. Exactly. So you saved that boom week. So that that was a good strategy by Jeter's Gigantes. Gigantes. Ghost trades goes to four and five. He's in sixth place. Hector uh, with the tie break over those two in sixth place. Uh, Team Sobers and Rotney. Too Cute Fournette. Hey. Both tied for fourth. That's uh, I think this this little part right here, four through seven, um, everybody that's five and four and four and five, I think that that's going to just – completely shift around multiple times over these next like, and what's three weeks. great is when you get the w over someone you leap hard yeah so team hector plays ghost trades this weekend that's for a spot it is jeter's gigante plays uh 2q fournette i think right i think so actually so he beats him he might leap himself all the way in the fourth depending on what you know, a tie for fourth with 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 who wins out of Ghost Trades team Hector. If Team Sobers can beat Morty's team, I mean, there's mm. a lot of things that can happen between this shuffle between this week and next. Yeah, I think the next two weeks. I mean, obviously every week is important, but this week and next week, I think the standings could completely flip outside of the top two places. I think it gets it could get really crazy. Yeah, I'm, I believe that second spot might change also. Mm-hmm. Um, in third, Team Mensa. In second, blame it on baby. And that team won the ultimate domination. The second highest scoring team in the league. Mm. The most vile, evil man, Team Frazier. Mr. 9-0. and Mr. 9-0. and Mort Dog, do we have any questions in the chat for this week? Honestly, most of them are pretty bullshit that I got in there. Well, let's uh, try them anyway. Let's do it. Get ready for asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. All right. Asking all them questions, so let's ask them. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this question, um, and it's about the, the Mensa freight train that everyone's afraid of when, uh, when they're looking at uh, – your roster's healthy. Um, you've got impeccable talent from top to bottom. And uh, I really think that um, at least going into the end of the year, I think the only person that can actually beat you is yourself. I think that everybody's asking, it, you know, is can anybody stop you and things like that? And, I mean, it's fantasy football, so anybody can boom on any given week and you can, you know, 
you never know. I mean, there's been multiple years where you have very similar lineups as you have right now, and you go out in the first round of the playoffs. Like that, that's not out of the you know realm of possibility. But I think that uh, this roster in particular, just to answer you guys in the in the group chat, I think that uh, Sean's roster this year, I think he has insane amount of talent, but so much so that he's gonna have to make the right picks out of like he needs to pick the right guys that are going to boom to be able to handle um you know those teams that have some of the the you know nice stacks of of wide receiver and and quarterback or running back and quarterback whatever it may be um so i think it's going to be kind of interesting for him so that's that's the answer to that and doesn't really get any input from sean because it's about his team no no i think honestly when i look at i think i just had you know three very lucky weeks and you know i'm just keeping fingers crossed I, i mean i understand it looks one way we're just getting just a lot of luck, a lot of prayer. That's fair. Um, so then we'll look at um, more dog. What do you think of Antonio Brown's return to the NFL? It was subpar at best. <laughs> I, I think is really all that you could say. Um, I'm actually very curious. Like, how do you feel about the Tampa Bay Gronkineers? Like, I mean. They've got to figure it out, right? I mean, they're all professionals. They're all, you know, been in the league forever. Obviously, it's going to take some time. Technically, they're, they're still piecing, you know, players together. I really thought that that defense kind of let them down, um, but they were on the field too long. Tom Brady was Mr. Three and Out. Defense got tired. It's going to happen every every week. Uh, that defense is better than they played this last week, so I, I don't want to uh, hold too much against them, but they lost to the Saints twice, once at home or, yeah, once away and once at home. Yeah, um, so personally, the way I see it is, I mean, nobody came into the season to go undefeated, right? True. Like the week prior, we were ready to call them Super Bowl champs. I mean, I mean, sometimes you walk into a, a game and you lose, and sometimes you don't show up, and sometimes you go up 17 and you lose. doesn't mean you don't have a chance to win at all. And personally, I think, you know, after they come out and do what they're going to do this week, everybody's going to forget all that. So personally, I was encouraged by the game. Mm. So uh, to me, it's a game that you have to throw out. It's not something that goes into the average and now you're trying to figure out who they are. They are who they are and they had a bad game. You toss the game out. But there are things you could take from the game. So I took that, okay, if you blitz them, you know, pressure is going to be tough for them. But I I also understand they're taking something from this game. And when I watch that game, I watch the Gronkowski that can't get open. And and I watch a Tom Brady who's looking for him way too much when you have so much. much talent. And I saw Antonio Brown be the most talented player on the football field when he ran routes and he was getting open. And when they threw it to him, I mean, his hands are so sure. He, I mean, and this is first week back. Uh, to me, I was encouraged. I was like, okay, I feel like I made the right pick. Chris Godwin's getting a lot of targets, but I think Tom Brady now sees when they bring this pressure. I need someone to rely on. Gronkowski is not the guy anymore. This motherfucker right here was there. Every time I threw it to him, it was completed. It was a first down. Like, there was no bullshit where it was like, oh, well, if he would have got the extra yard or if he would have stopped in this zone. Like, right. those things don't happen with Brown. And I think he needed the week to see it and to be under fire. And when he needed him, he came through every time. He didn't drop a ball. He was where he was supposed to be. Was, so that's just a thing where I, I, I was encouraged by it. And I also think they're going to be just fine. And I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. And if I'm the Saints congratulations you beat me two times the regular season eight teams from each side might get into the playoffs this year good luck beating me a third time right so i mean i i I believe in tampa bay as a team but i do think the seahawks go regardless and actually that's the next question 
is about not necessarily the Seattle Seahawks, which I think they're going to be fine. I know they've they went on a streak. They were undefeated, went on by, lost to the Cardinals, beat the uh, 49ers, lost to the Bills this week. So it's two losses, not back-to-back, but pretty close. Uh, so I think I agree with you there. I think that uh, Seattle is going to be fine. I think they actually go all the way this year. But it's about one of their players um, who is on uh, Mr. Latino Heat's uh, roster, which is Tyler Lockett. Um, this is a guy who I'm just going to give you the breakdown real quick. Weeks one, uh, week one, 13.2 points. Week two, 16.2 points. Week three, 32.5 points. Then week four, 4.9. Week five, 6.4. Week seven, 45.5. And now week eight, 5.3. Week nine, 6.0. So when we're looking at that whole law of averages, right? You and I are a big proponent of that. Um, his average is all over the place. You think it's kind of in that like 13 to 18 type range, but then he has so many of those floor games that are four, you know, four, five, three, six, but then he has the boom games, 45, 32. Like at the end of the day, I'm assuming you're going to echo this, this thought is you got to start him every week and you just got to live with whatever you get. You got to understand he is who he is. And you have to decide who he is. When he scores that 40-point week, do you think that's who he is? When he scores the four-point week, do you think that's who he is? Who do you think? And then base your lineup on that. To me, he's a guy who could win you the week any week. Just got a plan for that. You put him in there. You make sure you have solid people to get you by. And then if you need a weak win in play, that's what he's there for. That's why people play Tyreek Hill also. They don't play him for stability. They play him for boom, I won this week, or all right, I'm going to have to find the win elsewhere. So I think he's very necessary, and I'd even make a move to get him. I like people like that. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, you can, the proof is in the pudding with uh, with Tyler Lockett. I mean, Jose wouldn't have got that crazy win against uh, Holden where uh, Tyler Lockett went for 45, and he needed 42 with only Lockett to play. And you're looking at it, and it's like, I mean, this is the guy that could do it. If, if if there was anybody that you had on your roster left, that's the most confident that you could possibly And do. that was a foreseeable week, too. Yeah. They had a matchup that was on DK Metcalf that was going to render him, you know, somewhat useless, not the norm. So then you know Lockett's going to eat. And, and just the fact that we're talking about this now, Lockett's going to go off this weekend again. In the Daily Fantasy lineup, put Tyler Lockett in. I guarantee he scores you 20-plus. Boom. And, uh... Yeah, I think that's it, brother. No, it's not because we got to get to we got to get to Holden coming down and winning big, big bucks mm. on Bavada. Yeah, let's talk about it, bro. So, Bavada, bro. so Holden plays uh, random parlays, five dollars on the parlay, and he won three thousand dollars. Congratulations, brother! That is a a uh, accomplishment to say the least. Hey, you're free rolling this league now. Which yeah, I need that two fifty. That's a fact. So the thing was, I called him this morning to make sure he can get his money and did all that. We had to talk about how to get Bitcoin into a Bitcoin mm, wallet, mm-hmm. this and that. You know, Bavada was giving him a hard time. But at the end of the day, my man. Congrats. Congrats, bro. It was it was big, you know, big huevos. Picking the uh, the Cowboys with some points, uh, picking the Jets with some points, teams that literally had no chance of winning, and then all of a sudden they come to play, and boom, it hits. 
It does. Morty, let's get into the matchups. Let's do it. It's time! First matchup, we got Jeter's Gigantes. Gigantes! Playing against Sundown. Joey Brown. Joey Brown. All right, so I'm looking at this real quick, and I'm looking at Drew Brees versus Deshaun Watson. What are you thinking, Morty? Uh, I mean, hey, we saw Drew Brees kind of turn the clock back a little bit against uh, old Tom Brady, his arch nemesis. Um, but you uh, you got to take Deshaun Watson. It's just he's he's got too many ways to get points. And uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I think he I think he outscores him. Probably not crazy, but he outscores him. Is Melvin Gordon done? I don't know. I mean, he's a terrible running back for the uh, Broncos, and they have a great running back sitting there. They just didn't pay him, and they don't want to play him. So it's him versus Antonio Gibson. Gibson playing Detroit. I talked about some of the snaps Gibson's getting right now on Sean's Fantasy News. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were looking at a snap differential between 45 snaps for um, whoever the other running back is, McKissick. McKissick, And Gibson got 23 snaps. That's quite the split. So it's hard for me to take Gibson over many people right now. I'm feeling like uh, there's something, there's something coming there. Mm. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Gibson. I think that he is in on, uh, he's now just like a package guy. You know what I mean? He's not the guy anymore, which when he was the guy, that's when you wanted to play him. Um, And now that he's just kind of a package player, it depends on the uh, down and distance and things like that. And you know that he's going to probably get the target, which is great, but what is he going to be able to do with it? Uh, he's he's going to be a big boomer bust. His floor is terrible uh, when you're looking at if you're one of those uh, kind of uh, managers, I guess, or team owners. It is you know how how much can this guy hurt you? You know how much he can help you, but how bad can he hurt you? And I think Antonio Gibson is very similar to Melvin Gordon in that aspect, where they could really hurt you. They can they can play the entire game. They can get their twenty or thirty snaps, and they could get four points. Justin Jackson uh, filling in for Eckler. Justin Jackson, I had him packed to really go off this week. He Mm. was in a bunch of my dynasty lineups. And the lineups that I scored 180, I was let down and won by Justin Jackson. And in the same one, David Johnson still put up 180. Mm. They were both primed to go off, both left with concussions. Yep. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Kenny Galladay against Robbie Anderson. Uh, Galladay, if he's healthy, you got to roll with him. Stefan Diggs, Tyler Higby, he doesn't have anybody else lined up, and I'm looking through his bench. Uh, I think Jeter Gigantes takes this Gigantes. one. He looks very strong, and he's coming off of a 56 point week, which means he probably goes for 120 this week. Yep. Yeah. Hey, live averages. We always talk about it. And too cute for net is playing against I charged myself. Justin Herbert. This dude is really real. Hey, he. I mean, he's just all he's doing right now is just he's giving you his uh, he's creating his highlight reel for uh, for next year's draft. I can't wait to see how high he goes in next year's draft. Yeah. Uh, and he has Nick Chubb back this week, too, which I can't wait to see. Leonard Fournette. We'll see how many snaps he gets. It, it, it took a bad turn last week, but they were behind the whole game. Right. Um, we got Tom Brady on the other side. We got Justin Jefferson, who I really like, but they're playing Chicago. A.J. Brown is a fucking baller man. man he is a he's like megatron jr he's huge but jared judy's firing up and cooper cup plays seattle this week and seattle is on pace right now 
This is a stat I heard today. Seattle is on pace right now as a secondary to give up the most passing yards in the history of the NFL. <laughs> but the margin is what's even crazy by a thousand yards. No shot. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Oh my gosh. To Line be- up anybody you have against that secondary. And what's gross about it is they've got some ballers. It just they, they just can't put it together. So I'm looking at Holden's It's really because they're bench. pass rush, by the way. Holden just won this parlay. He got 3K anyway. I'm giving this win to Kenneth. Boom. All right, we got Team Hector versus Ghost Trade. Hector! And they are playing for a spot in the playoffs. Bro, this is probably the, I mean, we haven't really been doing the whole game of the week thing, but as far as playoff implications, this is a crucial game for each of them. It is. And Hector's suffering from the bye. He loves the stack. The stack has been winning him week after week after week, and that uh, that Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey stack looks so beautiful until that bye week. And guess what? It's that bye week. And now we're looking at Tua Tagovailoa taking over the starting against the Chargers. I think that's a great start. That is. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be a beautiful fantasy game. That game, like your Devontae Parker's. Pick five, your, pick six, going head to head. Yep. Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Show that man love against Jacksonville. God. Come on, bruh. And he's got Aaron Jones, that that stack. Ooh, I love that stack. He tried to roll that bitch out on me. <laughs> Damn, it was scary, too. That was a scary stack. Uh, then you got James Conner on the other end, who didn't get a lot of touches. They put in every other running back on the roster last week. Literally. A lot of people are saying it's because they thought they would just roll over to Dallas and they wanted to give him a break. Yep. And I hope that's the, that's the case. We'll find out this week. We got McKinnon back there, and he's still probably owning that backfield, even though it looks like Tevin Coleman might be back this week. Uh, so McKinnon and Edmonds. Edmonds had his chance he to take did. over the backfield. And what did he do? He ran like a little bitch. <laughs> he let Kyler run for 100 and something. Oh, that's true. When Kyler's <laughs> running for 105 <laughs> in the TD, yeah. you're probably what watching. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cooks. This guy's been playing this year, man. It's All they had to weird. do was get rid of Billy O. Hey. It's kind of crazy, right? Like he's actually balling, and it, it's it's funny to think about because when he was with the Saints, stud. When he was the, with the Saints, stud. When Patriots he was with too. the Patriots, stud. When he was with the Rams, a bit weird. And then when he got to the wood, dripping, flipping, and things. Letting these boys know fifty inches high hang to my thigh. I ain't on that fry. It's that pollo and I'm. Moa Tide. That's hey. what he was saying when he got there. He saw DJ. He was like, hey. hold up. Saw him and flip it and distribute it. Yeah, when they flip it and distribute it. <laughs> <laughs> when he saw Billy O leave, he got really, he got really H down. He started doing the south hey, side. Hello. And he's playing Mike Williams, which I just, I don't believe in him. Really? Yeah, not at all. He hasn't showed up at all this year. Yeah. Guy's a, a nutcase. It's Keenan Allen or bust. Almost caught a game winning touchdown, though. Yeah, almost. That's why they had a game-losing game. It was bad. <laughs> Chase Claypool, you never know what you're going to get out of you him. You never know. We And by the way, we need some credit for some of the shit that we've been saying on yep. this podcast because yep. we're hella accurate with a lot of this stuff. Yep. Everybody like lives into the hype, you know, buys into it all, and then we're just telling you, like, hey, not going to argue that he could score you 40, but just be ready for the three-point weeks. Yeah, so let's, let, let's just talk about that real quick. Chase Claypool, we called. The Lev Bell not being shit, yep. we called and said. Uh, Fournette not panning out, yep. not being valuable during fantasy, we called. I mean. We're trying to give y'all valuable information at the detriment to ourselves. At the detriment. 
You know what I'm saying? But we didn't call T. Higgins, who was putting up numbers. God damn. Yeah, that's true. We do get some stuff wrong. <laughs> Mark Andrews against nobody. And then we got Ayuk, who was balling. I like Ayuk. Ayuk. I think he might be a good uh, uh, daily fantasy player. DFS this week too. play. All right. Uh, Henderson. And then there's a lot of talent on Hector's bench due to the bye week this week. So. And Mike Evans also, who's just, you're not really sure. But then as you look a little bit deeper, you know, I can see, I can see him sitting Henderson and actually playing David. Wood, dripping, flipping, and thang. Letting these boys know 50 inches high and hang to my thigh. I ain't on that fry. It's that pollo and I'm in the more tie. More jeans, cold. Bitch, I'm in my low. Switching lanes, acting bad, dripping on remote. Steady dropping. Tops, hold on the bob. I gotta sip deuce in that whole little hop. Straight off the grind, this powerful pie. It's the podine on the main for the shine. Hauling with the flip, about to flip the script. Let these boys know that a chicken and got whipped. We shipped it and distributed. We're going through Southwest. Boys out of line, catch the slug in they chest. Boys best to chill. Ball by my meal. Flipping hit the Scene with a platinum up real, put it in the screen, sipping on his lean. Barber died through Texas, watch the full screen. That's just how it goes. It's that nigga Big Pojo, freestyle king, and this bitch ain't a whole If you read a book, why he come in and talk about if you read a book, bro? bro. I don't know. If you read a book. And then if y'all look at that clip on YouTube, he actually starts singing after that. Bro, that is hilarious. But the thing is, um, they, they got Lil Flip in the corner. He's just distributed. Distributed. Just trying to try, trying to do the ad lib. Limited. Like, what the heck? <laughs> One week too late versus Team Sobers. Now, this is a, an important game for a lot of people out there. A lot of people need Team Sobers to lose so that they can elevate themselves in the standing, i.e. Hector, i.e. Victor, whoever wins that game. If, um, if uh, Kenneth... You know, whatever happens in his game. Um, and I, you know. I tried to tell y'all last week. I knew that I was pretty much out of it, and I still do think that I'm out of it. But I said pretty much verbatim, I am going to put up a fight the rest of the year because my team is now here. My team is back. I have everybody on my roster healthy for the most part, and it's enough to get me to get me W. So you got to watch out. And the, by the way, the rest of my schedule, I've got Rotney, and then I've got uh, – uh, uh, Quentin, and then I have you to finish the year. So let's slow this thing down real quick. So we got Derek Carr versus Josh Allen. Josh Allen playing Arizona. Derek Carr going against Denver. Denver has been pretty decent. Solid defense. Them and the Giants, I feel like their defenses are very similar. Uh, Kareem Hunt, who has Chubb back in the backfield, versus Miles Sanders, who's fully back, playing a defense you just mentioned, the, the Giants defense. So that's going to be a game. I mean, all these games are really important for the division right now between yeah. these terrible teams. Yep. They are going toe-to-toe. Every week is like a slobber it knocker. Is. It's crazy because they're they're still in it. Two wins for the whole year. Still in first place. Bro, it's like watching the Mac. <laughs> but whoever comes out of this division, I want to put money on them to win the Super Bowl too. Damn. That's like when you come out the gauntlet, like you just <laughs> trash and you just emerge from the flames. I feel like I would put money on them to win whatever first game they get, like whatever whatever yeah. the first game and of that then, playoffs. And then they're done. And then they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably big dogs. Yep. Big dogs. Hola. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, JD McKissick. I mean, against Tampa Bay's defense. 
but defense has never really mattered to McCaffrey. He gets so much work. And and that offensive coach over there, he's doing the fool out of LSU. Going nuts. Oh, love. And then we got uh, we got Michael Thomas, who's back against DeAndre Hopkins. That's a hell of a matchup. Yeah, you got to take D-Hop, though. Just Kyler Murray. And he played Buffalo. But he probably will have um, whatever that corner is on him. But DK made him look like a straight clown. But DK's so physically imposing. Oh, he's massive. He's a man's man. And then you look at Allen Robinson, who's a baller against Minnesota, who's really good in the red zone, but they give up yards all over the middle of the field. DJ Moore can catch a bomb touchdown at any time. Chris Carson is, is a big deal here and with Marvin Jones and Galladay's on return. Chris Carson, and then you got some some more folks on the bench. If I had to pick this game myself, I'm sorry. I got to take one week too late. There's a lot of firepower in that lineup. Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas in a week two, really getting his feet back. And then you got Josh Allen in a game where he's competing with Kyler Murray and they're really putting up points back and forth. And then you got the return of Chris Carson if he can manage to make it through a quarter. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough game, tough game. Team Frazier playing blame it on baby. Mm. And finally, Quentin gets the loss he's been deserving. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even think it's close, bro. I actually think Frazier wins by, like, 20 to 30 points. Well, because, you know, Derrick Henry heats up towards the end of the season. But, you know, the, let's just talk it through. I know, I know we think one thing is Quinn's team de- historically don't put up a lot of points, so you don't even look at his lineup. You just think, oh, Quinn, he's not going to put up more than 100. Frazier should win. He's undefeated. Well, let's go line by line. You got Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson. That seems very comparable to me. Sounds like a toss-up on paper. But I'm taking Russell in real life. You got to take Russell. Um, he's playing an in-division opponent. It's a very important game to them. Lamar Jackson playing New England, who probably won't put up very many points in their defense. But I just watched Flacco mm. look like motherfucking Shane Falco. Straight up. Against them. So With the replacements, I might add. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see out, out, out of Lamar. This I think week. it's going to be based on how many rushing touchdowns does Lamar get. Like, I think that this week he'll be able to throw – and he'll get some yards, but is he really going to be able to cash in? Because that's what you buy is this in. This a good Hollywood week. Hollywood. That's finally, I mean, I don't. Has there even been one? Has there been a the, legit Hollywood week? Okay, is Lamar Jackson better than Flacco? Yeah, he sent him out of town. Yep. Is Hollywood better than Brashad Perriman? Yep. <laughs> that's analysis. Boom. Real time analysis. <laughs> that is analysis right there. Analyze that. Derrick Henry versus Josh Jacobs, which looks better on paper than it is in real life. Josh Jacobs just doesn't get touchdowns. Yeah. They get the same amount of workload, though, but I, I feel like Derrick Henry just capitalizes on it more. Word up. I'm with you there. Um, take this one over, Morty. Yep. Uh, we got Robinson versus Ronald Jones. Yep. Um, Man, Robinson against that Green Bay defense that Frazier hates us talking about, but they still suck. Uh, and then you've got Ronald Jones against Carolina's defense, which also sucks. Um, but I think that this is the this is where Fournette starts to creep in this week, uh, really kind of um, establishes himself and maybe uh, really bites into uh, Jones's workload. So I'm going to take Robinson. Uh, then we've got uh, Mr. Johnson versus DK Metcalf. Uh, Mr. Johnson. I mean, I don't even think it's close. I'm just taking DK, even though he's playing the Rams, but he's just a physical specimen that can't be fucked with so you got to take him uh then we got adam i got a feeling against the deep deep sleeper this last week our man let me go deep 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 deep, deep. yeah 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 
Darnell Mooney. Bro, free Mooney, bro. You got it for hashtag free Darnell Mooney. He's still not free. They had him locked up. I don't get it. Bro, they got him in clamps and shackles. Shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. Yeah. I just want to praise you. Take back over, Morty. All right, then we got TJ Hawkinson uh, against, uh, I don't even know what his name is. It's Thomas, but what's his first name? Uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah, Logan. See, like I don't Wolverine. even know. I don't even know his first name. You so doing I can't Logan? Take him. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Fraser. I do got to give you a little bit of respect here. Uh, I did watch a little bit of the Detroit game this past week, and T.J. Hawkinson actually is pretty damn legit. He was catching some legit. When passes. Galladay's not in, listen, we're not, we're not, we're not getting on these guys for being bad athletes. That's true. No, we're just saying, fuck that dude. Straight man. up, yeah. So hey, straight but, up, straight up. So, yeah, uh, I'll give you some props there. Um, but he's still TJ Hawkinspit. Uh, then we got Terry McLaurin versus uh, Mr. David Montgomery. Uh, I'm actually going to take um, Mr. Montgomery. Montgomery. Mr. Montgomery. Uh, I'm taking McLaurin. Um, I know that the bulk of his points came on a you know 73-yard touchdown Fried pass. shrimp. Bub- bubble shrimp. Mr. Montgomery. I wish y'all could see Forest. Sean's face right now. That he's making to make that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking McLaurin because I think that uh, he's just going to get a little bit more. Uh, Who do you take to win this thing? I'm taking Frazier. You think he stays undefeated? I do think that he stays undefeated. I say we put two shots on it because I believe. First always defeats me because he has mojo. 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 And I think Frazier has a loss coming to him. This loss has been chasing him week to week, hopping over hurdles, ducking under fences. Even though no one ducks under fences, you hop over fences too. But look, this this L has been searching, okay? It's been wishing and hoping and dreaming and waiting and catching his ass against Quentin. So here's what's going to happen. You want to do two shots, but we're going we're gonna to parlay it. So it's going to be one shot for the win, and then I'll take another shot if – Quentin scores over a hundred in the win, in the win, which I think he'll need to in order to get the win, bro. So then I'm I and then I'll take two shots. If not, if he wins but scores forty six, then we both take a shot, bro. I'm down with that. All right, there it is, bro. But I just realized Jose's been trying to trade me all day. I forgot we're playing each other. So now we got Team Mensa versus Latino Heat. Chica, tú quieres probar a un Latino man? All right, Marty, one one real quick thing before you start this. Um, I want to change Jose's drop. Mm. You know, I'm not sure if he deserves Latino heat. He's been acting a little strange. He doesn't listen to the pod enough. True. Uh, but I did find a new drop for him this weekend. I'm going to play his new drop. Jose, this one's for you. My friend Jose, he likes to play. He's always up for anything I say. Break the game down, Marty. All right, let's take a look at it. Now, I will say that Mr. No Way Jose has not really set up his lineup because he's got Patrick Mahomes, who is on by at quarterback. Uh, and you haven't set your lineup either. But uh, we're just going to take a look at it. We've got He's got Josh Kelly, Jordan Howard, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, Rob Gronkowski, and Tyler Boyd. Um, that is a solid lineup. I think his issue is going to be um, quarterback. So we'll have to we'll have to take a look at the waivers and see what he's gonna do there. Um, I mean, he's gonna put up some points. I think that 
uh, DK Metcalf is going to uh, require a lot of attention. Jalen Ramsey and the boys. Uh, so Tyler Lockett should get some play. Uh, problem is that Rams uh, defensive line with Aaron Donald is crucial. And I think uh, the Seahawks Achilles heel is their O-line and D-lines uh, personally. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of Russell Wilson running around. Um, so we'll look at uh, Mensa's lineup. Uh, that that we're going to throw together here. We got Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Noah Fant, Joe Mixon, and a W. We're going to go ahead and take Mensa in this, um, and it's probably going to be another 140-point week uh, if we're even looking at what Watson thinks. Uh, Watson's projecting him for a good old 129 points, so... Just been getting lucky lately, so I'm just hoping for another lucky week. Uh, hopefully it pans out, but, you know, a lot of times it doesn't. We'll see. Get right into the waiver wire. Mort Dog, take it over. Wire. What it takes to be real. I gladly risk it all through the wire. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, baby. Let's uh, Let's just run down the line here. We got Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford. Uh, Baker Mayfield, which I think he's still out, but we'll see. Drew Locke, Nick Foles, Alex Smith, welcome back to the league. Um, Listen, come, go ahead. If one of you motherfuckers picked up Alex Smith, I will go find a mop and hit you with it. Mm. Because it's it's terrible that you're putting this man in harm's way. Yeah, no, that's true. It's kind of kind of rude. And and what's also rude is that they put Teddy Bridgewater below. I was Alex gonna Smith. I was gonna say that. If Christian McCaffrey plays, Teddy Bridgewater is very viable. If he doesn't play, he's more viable than a guy with a hamstring for a shin. That's factual information as well. Nick Mullins. He's behind Nick Mullins. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Watson's So seeing. is Phillip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty scary out here. I don't know where the projections are going this week. but um, So we got to look at people like uh, Jose, right? Pat Mahomes on by. You got to pick somebody up. Who's your spot start? You've got Carson Wentz out there. Matt Stafford. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to play. They were saying he was in the concussion protocol last week. Um, so, but I, dude, I like Teddy Bridgewater. If I, if I'm being, I know Tampa Bay, but I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like Carson Wentz too. Um, but he's divisional opponent. Going against the Giants, we've been talking about it all year. The Giants' defense is sneaky good. They're getting better every week. So I'm I'm leaning away from Carson Wentz here. Uh, if if I have to pick somebody and I got to start him this week, the only one I really feel safe or comfortable with is Teddy Bridgewater. And you're not going to get a amazing performance. You're just going to get solid points. Uh-huh. If I had to play one of them, I'd go for the boom potential. I'm looking for Drew Locke versus the Raiders. I'm just hoping he can pull it together. He has two weeks where he's gone off in the fourth quarter for two good fantasy weeks. And he's always, I mean, he's primed to blow. It looks like he's he's got Tim Patrick that's heating up now. He's heating up with Judy. If the guy can put two quarters together, then then I'll get a good week, you know? That's true. But he very well might not. And he, may not, he may not get the ball, really, because you look at that Raiders offense, they just love to run. They love to run the clock down. I don't know that he's going to have the time or the opportunity. Now, if it gets into a shootout, then I completely agree with you. I just don't know if that's actually the narrative of this game. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Teddy Bridgewater, and then I'm going to say Drew Locke as well. You got to take the high-end option here if you're Jose going against uh, the Mensa team. True. You got to go for the guy who has the boom potential and risk busting. True. 
Um, so I'm looking at running back now, Matt Burita, Adrian Peterson, the ghost of Adrian Peterson. Uh, James was white. Mm. Now he black. <laughs> uh, Kellen Balaj. I actually like him as the pickup here. If you, you watch you the like game. You like Balaj? Kalen Balaj, bro. The Bellagio. I'm uh I'm picking him up if I if I have to, uh, just because I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable with any of these players that are on this list right now. And if you're looking for a running back in week eleven to to be a spot start for you, you've got bigger issues on your roster. Um, but I, I would take Kalen Balaj. I mean, you can take Adrian Peterson, but what about Duke Johnson with David Johnson currently in the in the concussion protocol, but probably will play, right? right yeah. What do you think? I think it's a maybe. I think he's, he's not a 50, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think he's a. I think it's a sixty forty that he plays. I think I think he's probably gonna play, but I don't really like it. Um. So yeah, there's not there's not much in the running back field, which there usually isn't. Wide receiver Morty, what do you think, bro? He made his way back to the waiver wire. He was on my roster for a little bit, lost me a game or two, and now he's back. And we talked shit about him at the beginning of the year, said that he wasn't wasn't all he was cracked up to be. And guess what? He's back on the waiver wire, Mr. A.J. Green. Um, isn't it, I will say this. At the beginning of the year, if you would have said, hey, we're going into week 10, right, um, and you've got a waiver wire for wide receivers, and two of the top three guys out there are A.J. Green and T.Y. Hilton, you would have said kick rocks. There's no shot that that's happening. Also, if you would have told me uh, at the beginning of the year that I would know how to pronounce LaViscus Chenault. Wow. Then I would have told you, what? <laughs> but who? I do, because like, he plays and he gets good snaps. I mean, there's some good options here. Preston Williams, I don't, I'm pretty sure he's hurt. Jacoby Myers put up a good game against the worst defense of all time. Now he's playing Baltimore, so it's not that bad. Uh, Josh Reynolds, if Cooper Cup is hurt, they're saying he might be hurt or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, there's not really much here. Keelan Cole's a good a good shot in the dark all the time. Larry Fitzgerald is too. You never know when he might have a an old man winter <laughs> and come out and visit Christmas know, and catch two touchdowns or Fucking some shit. Groundhog Day, bro. <laughs> it might be, bro. So and and then Nelson Aguilar is a good shot in the dark, dude. But these are more DFS plays. Yeah, I feel you the can't same way. Risk with, your lineup with yeah. these fuckers. I feel the same way with David Moore. I tried to do it against Jose one week and he scored zero points, but then last week he caught like a what thirty eight yard touchdown from Russell Wilson. Like same, they're all the same type of player. They could have zero or they could have three receptions for hundred and ten and a touchdown. And if you need that, then go grab one of these guys. But it's not looking too hot right now. Morning, I do want to bring up one thing to you. Uh, did you know that? <laughs> um, what's the receiver's name for the Cardinals? I heard this earlier Christian today. Kirk? No. Oh, dude, Isabel? Isabella was picked one pick before DK Metcalf. Really? Yes. Wow. The Arizona Cardinals wanted a receiver. They picked Andy Isabella, and DK Metcalf went to the Seahawks the very next pick. That's good. And I, if I remember that draft correctly, I think Metcalf was falling. Like, he had that crazy combine. He had done, like, a posted a workout video and all that, and it was like he just kept falling in the draft, and everybody's like, somebody's going to have to pick him up. And then – what do you know? Isabella, How do you bro. pick Andy Isabella over DK Metcalf? Even when they're coming out of college, you're just looking at them stand next to each other. The guy put up an insane combine. Like you can find Andy Isabella's. You know what I mean? I mean they're, they're you're not going to find. It's not a dude dime a dozen type guy. That, yeah. yeah, this guy's six four, runs a four three, and he's made out of stones. 
And it, I mean, it, it, I, I would, I would compare Andy Isabella to, uh, to Sam Bowie, the guy that got picked right before Michael Jordan. Ooh. Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it's going to be the same type of deal, bro. Let's get into tight end. We got Mike Jisicki, Trey yeah. Burton. Let's not get into tight end. All right. Um, I mean, we could talk about Earth Smith. You want to talk about him? Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck it. Let's get into defense. Um, Which people are going to have to pick up this week because there's a lot of, uh, you know, people that have, uh, you know, dropped their defense for whatever reason. Um, I think defenses is probably the most active portion of the waiver wire. So it's let's volatile every week. The Saints look like after what they did last week against San Francisco with, back? with nobody playing quarterback over there. Well, they say a lot of their issue was they only had Cameron. And now that they got uh, the dude from UTSA back. Davenport. Yeah, Davenport back. They're able to bring pressure from both sides and it made a huge difference. They have Malcolm like. Jenkins on the, on the, uh, on the backside. He's old, but word, but smart and a leader Yeah, and a leader. Um, Vikings defense against Chicago. Chicago's so bad, but the Vikings don't bring pressure, and that's what makes Chicago bad. So Chicago might be a good sleeper offense to play in DFS this week because everyone's off of them. The Vikings can't bring a blitz, and that's the only thing that fucks up Chicago. So maybe Foles is a good play. Maybe Allen Robertson gets a tick up. Maybe Darnell Mooney. Mooney? Maybe Darnell Mooney. I'm not going to do the, the deep drop, but maybe Darnell Mooney. Maybe he's freed this week. Maybe. We'll see. In a shootout game, Justin Jefferson, we got we got the other side. I got, you know, Unless, I think at this point it is guaranteed that Dalvin gets two touchdowns. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I called that last week. He had the four, and I was saying he's going to have a good game again. He's not going to get four. He'll get two. Gets two. Yeah. And the thing is, if he plays that game against the Seahawks the whole game, because, I mean, he was murdering them that game. If he gets that carry – that, that Madison got the end of the game. Not only is it a first down, it's a touchdown they win that game. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between Madison. And that's why Madison's on the waiver wire. I said I'm Dalvin or bust. Every time it's Dalvin gets hurt it. and I play Madison, he screws me. I'd rather just play somebody else. Yep. He why can't not? do what Dalvin does. He comes in in the fourth quarter after Dalvin's done work the defense to death and pretends he's doing the same thing. Like, yeah. And then they give him the full workload. Dalvin has a shoulder injury or something. He can't handle it. Nope. He he needs the he needs the run game to have already been established. He needs that defensive line to have been popped in the mouth for three and a half quarters, and then he can come in and just play he clean. He can back clean up when you know they're I mean? worn out. Exactly. That's what he needs. Exactly, which is not what happens when you're playing the whole game. No, Washington's defense was supposed to do a lot more for me last week, and they didn't. But they're still a great defense, and I dropped them, so they're out there to go get. I mean, they got a great defensive line. Detroit's offensive line is horrendous. Uh, Broncos mean, are good. Um, there's some actual good, like, NFL defenses on this waiver wire. Yeah. But from a fantasy perspective, I don't know that it's any of them are going to win Offenses you. are going off. They are. They're going if off. If your defense gets you an 8 to 10 point week, you are ecstatic. Ecstatic, which is what they're supposed to get. That's what they start with. They start with 10 and then work their way backwards. Last year, the Patriots brought Joey all the way to the championship. Insane. Well, Marty, I think that's all we got this week, my man. I think that's it. How do you feel about it? I feel good. Hey, I got myself a win. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I know we had the boys to men little outro, which isn't going to happen this week. No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, man, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I uh, got Mr. Rotney this week, uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make any game easy for anybody. Uh, and I think that goes for the rest of the guys that are in the bottom half of the 
of the league. And uh, that toilet bowl championship is mine, boys. So y'all be ready. Morty, I was thinking we add one more section to this. Now that we've gotten a portion where we got someone in the league making big, big money in the gambling game. Mm. Why don't we get in here? Why don't we make some picks? Okay. Why don't we make some picks? Run through it, bro. Yeah, we're going to run through it. We're going to make some NFL picks this week for guys who are sitting at home trying to make another parlay, trying to find some money. And we're going to do it based on points you might take, anything like that. We're going to call this segment our cash machine. I love it when you talk to me. My cash machine. My cash machine. I love it when you talk to me. My cash machine. My cash machine. Since I check in. First game, we got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. What are we thinking here, Morty? So I'm gonna give you a real quick synopsis before we start just blurring out the uh, blurting out the the picks here. You got to think that we're talking about um, we're we're talking about parlays. So um, we're not really necessarily worried too much about teams winning um, or losing. I think that we're probably going to focus more on the spreads and what's in your favor or what's in our favor. We'll probably tell you to, you know, take, uh, you know, take the, in this first game, we'll probably take the Colts because, um, you know, the, the, the spread isn't too, too crazy and you could probably get some extra points in there and it not cost you a whole bunch. Uh, we do that a lot when we're talking about our parlays. And when we look at, uh, Ryan's parlay, he did that a lot, took uh, some extra points with certain teams, uh, when it doesn't cost you too much and it keeps the parlay intact. Um, that's just something to think about. And so that's how we're going to kind of judge this as we go through. So first game, we got the Colts versus the Titans. Titans are favored by two. So what are you thinking there, Morty? I'm so I'll tell you my 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 way of looking at this. I'm looking at Tennessee Titans versus the Colts. Um, every time I look at these games and I'm thinking about winning or losing, and then I think about points, I think about which quarterback do I trust more with a two minute drive to get me where I need them to get. Either they're down by three and I need them to win, or something like that. Which quarterback do I trust? I do not trust Philip Rivers. Not a chance. I don't want to watch a game where I bet on the Colts and I need them to cover three or or I need them to score so that I can win my bet, and I just don't trust them. I don't want to do it. I trust the Tennessee Titans uh, more. I want to, since I'm making this a parlay, I want to take the Tennessee Titans and I want to add 3.5 because they play games close. And even if they lose, they put themselves in a position to win, and then they end up losing. Right. So I think it's safe as hell to take them plus 3.5. And I don't care what those odds are because I'm going to probably play nine teams in yeah. this parlay. And that's what, what you, you got. And that's what you have to think about, too. That's what I was kind of mentioning earlier is that we're looking at a nine-team parlay, give or take. We'll say eight to ten teams. So your odds are going to be favorable for you no matter what you choose, no matter what the actual individual odds are of these teams that you're picking in the parlay. What you're trying to do is find as sure of a bet or as good of a narrative that you can um, create for, for these games, just like this one. Morty, fuck that. Let's play all games in one parlay. All right, fuck it. You down? Yeah, we need to write it down. Let's write it down. So this is what we're going to do, and uh, the league's going to hold us accountable to it. Rashawn and I are going to do $5 each uh, for every week um, of the NFL season moving forward, and we are going to pick all of the games. So we will have a $10 parlay in, in which we pick every single game of the week, uh, and we'll see how it pans out. You all will know our picks. We'll write them down. We'll shoot them in the group text. And uh, we'll see if we uh, we can make this happen. 
So when you look at the spread on this game, 72% of the money is on the Titans to cover the spread. So, I mean, that's huge. That's that, a lot. That's a lot of people putting their money on the Titans to win by more than than two points or to cover. So, so right. and then we're looking at to win 59% of the money is on the Titans. Oh, man. And 68% of the tickets. Oh, no, 53% of the tickets. So, yeah, so, so, so we're looking at big money going on the Titans. So I'm seeing big money going on the Titans, but I'm also everyone's agreeing that it's a close game. So if we take the Titans at plus, plus three and a half, everybody's expecting them to win, as are we. But they think, it's gonna, they think it's going to be a close game. And if we've got three and a half, that covers the close game. So I'm with it. Plus three and a half, Titans. Put it on the board. All right, we're looking at Tampa Bay versus the Carolina Panthers in the next game. What 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 do you how do you see this game playing out, Morty? This is really scary because if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, it's a completely different game. I feel like Mike Davis over the last couple of weeks before CMC came back, he was looking pretty terrible and they were having to put it in Bridgewater's hands and you had people like Curtis Samuel, uh DJ Moore did a little bit better, uh things like that. Um but uh, I mean, they got Tampa Bay, what, minus five here? Yeah. Um, you know, minus four and a half, minus five. That's that's pretty hefty. Um, I don't I don't really see Carolina winning this at all. And and the money in this game, 83% of the cash is on Tampa Bay Jeez. to win, 64% of the tickets. And when, and when we're looking through our rankings here, we have the Tampa Bay's offense ranked as number nine. We have the Panthers' offense ranked as 24 defensive ranking the tampa bay's defense is ranked at number three right now it's a top 10 defense i think we have to take the buccaneers to win um and i think what's safest here is just take money line or do you want to take them minus five i i feel like the safe bet is to take the money line i love money line we're doing a lot of bets here yeah so we just want to make sure we, we keep, need we need the sure bet we want safety here right. we want safety because once you get once you get past, my, I mean, if we wanted to take a line, I would be down to do like a minus three. If if you wanted to. I hate the minuses, and I'll tell you why. I, I hate when I feel like a team's going to win. I'd rather just continue to bet more people because when they're playing, they're not playing to win by a number. They're playing to win. So yeah. I like betting on what they're playing for. Right. And I hate betting on they're going to win by this when That's they're true. not intending to do that. Like right. they might sit people in the fourth. Yeah. And they get closer and all of a sudden they're up four, but there's one minute left and they're like, whatever, you know, like, so I just, I know they're playing to win and they'll do everything they can to win. So I'd rather just bet that if and, you're okay with that. Yeah. And we also got to keep in mind that we are doing a whatever nine or 10 team parlay. So, um, I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, we don't have to worry about the actual odds of the, the individual bets that we're making. Cause we're making a ton of them together. So. Let's keep it rolling. Next game, we got the Houston Texans versus Cleveland Browns. And coming into this, I'm thinking Browns, and it looks like they're saying Browns too with a close game. Um, our model's saying that it's a minus 2.5. The market's saying a negative three win for the Browns. What are you thinking, Morty? If uh, Case plays, the Browns win. That's 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 how I feel. It's Chubb is back. Yeah, and the Texans have a really tough time stopping the run. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm Browns. I'm Browns as well. Um, we could probably this game is scary to me though, 
and because the Browns defense isn't great. When I'm looking at a defensive ranking, both of these teams are in the bottom Terrible. 20s. Yeah. Um, so anything could really happen. A turnover happens, and then, you know, the other team can't stop them, and we're in a shootout-type game. Their offenses are essentially the same. I mean, and, and, and Deshaun Watson's really been heating up lately. Um, for me, it's either take one side plus big points or you have to walk away from it. I do think the Cleveland Browns have a better opportunity of controlling the game with Nick Chubb back and running the ball, so slowing I think, the game down. I think we got to hold ourselves accountable and we have to pick every game. So we have to pick a game. We are, we have to pick every game. So we have to take this game. Um, I know you don't like over-unders. So check this out, Joe Morty. I think this is a telling deal here. So 70% of the tickets are on the Texans, but 58% of the money is on Cleveland to win. So when when you hear that, what that means is 70% of people who are betting are betting on the Texans, but the people who have a lot of money, like betting sharks, betting professionals, when you see 58% of the money on Cleveland, that means the people with the big money are betting Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. And and only 30% of the tickets is on Cleveland, but 58% of the money is on Cleveland. Do we take Cleveland here and they're picked to win by three? Do we take Cleveland with three plus three, which gives us like a six-point swing? Right. Yeah, I think so. I think Cleveland plus three. Maybe can we swing three and a half? Just in case of the field sure. goal. Listen, listen, whatever helps you sleep at night. Let's go. Plus. That's the way I approach multiple. If, if it's something that's like, oh, fuck, man. I, I mean, we could do seven, but God, I really would do nine. Just do the yeah. nine. You're going to get crazy odds just from betting 12 games anyway. Whatever sleeps at night helps you sleep plus, at night. Plus do three that. and a half. That plus way, half. when they do the game-winning field goal, we it still win matter. by half a point. Yep. Plus yep. three and a half. Because we got to keep this parlay alive. That's the whole goal. Can we keep the parlay? You just want to make it to the end. You want to yep. make it to where you have a Monday night where you're like, everybody, we need the Jets to. Yep. You just got to survive. You're exactly. doing all these other bets to get to the last bet. Right. I like it. Plus three and a half. We're going to move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Green Bay Packers. And I think you know which way we got to go here, Marty. We have to We have to take Green Bay. Um, we can mess with the line a little bit if we want to. Um, but there's no way. There's no amount of points that you could really give me with Jacksonville where I would be comfortable mm-hmm. like betting with them like oh they only have to lose by you know 17 and then Rodgers goes and beats them by 41 like it's just not ideal so um, I mean I don't know that the money line necessarily is a genius play here uh, j- like just to pick the Packers to win but maybe we could get the Packers at like minus seven minus seven still feels high mm. you want to go minus three I don't for the safety I don't like taking. So if we do my if we do minus three point five, it feels like we're getting ten points of security. Uh, so I I would probably rather do that just to make sure we make it to the end of this thing. Because again, they're just trying to win. When you tell somebody minus seven, I mean, you but, know, they're in a position where they're winning the game by fourteen and they're playing prevent and you know. But then if you're gonna, so in my opinion, if you're gonna take minus three and a half, then you should take minus six and a half. Because what's the difference? Like, you're going to lose by a field goal. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're saying they're going to win by more than oh, a field I'm goal, sorry. but less I than got a touchdown. It backwards. I got it backwards. I'm saying minus three. Okay. So, if 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 they win by a field goal, we still win. Push, yeah. 
Okay. I like minus six and a half. You want to do minus six and a half? I like minus six and a half. You feel Back. safe and secure? Back like up. you don't even have to watch the game. They're going to win by more than six and a half points? I think they win by a touchdown, yeah. I actually think they win by more than a touchdown. We're doing it. And Packers. They're, and they're in Green Bay. Probably going to be cold. Yeah. Minus 6.5. But it's one of those games where they're playing Jacksonville. They show up slouching. So here's like, what we do. You write down minus 6.5 and, and then in parentheses put minus 3 if odds are okay. So then when we go to actually place the bet, if it's not that much of a difference, then we go to minus 3. Yeah. So we could do the whole parlay, see what the odds are, move it to 3 and see what the odds are. And exactly. if we're still making huge money, we'll just take we just the security take the of 3. Correct. I like it. But we're willing to go as high as 6.5. Okay. Because the spread is at 13 and a half, by yep. the way. Yep, <laughs> it is. And I, I just, you know, I'm safety first. Philadelphia Eagles versus New York Giants. Now this this is, is a scary game to bet on. Scary game to bet on. I mean, they've got, they've got big numbers here. You got, uh, what, 66% of the cash is on the Giants? Yeah. And 55% of the tickets, even though the Eagles are favored by almost – Three and a half. And the Giants are an underdog in this one. Do you dare take the money line that the Giants win? Is that safe? <laughs> no. It's not at all. But, God, that would make our parlay pay big, 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 but big. Every, so, in a parlay, you got to take every now and then. You got to hit, like, the one or two. So, really, you're betting two bets, and then you're taking safety with a bunch of others just trying to get some. That's how you get paid. Do you? So, do we like the Giants to win this game here? I do. I do too. I just, I mean, I trust their defense more than I trust Philly's offense, if that's fair to say. Um, I mean, Miles Sanders is back, is a thing. Oh man, that sucks. It's it's literally going to be Danny Dimes. What does he do? And the thing is, let's get back to our strategy. When we're looking at something like this and it's tight, which quarterback do we believe there's a two minute drive to win the game? Carson Wentz all day. Which one do we feel better having bet on and feeling like, okay, he can get us where we need to get to? It's Carson Wentz. Yep. Even though they're both terrible, it's Carson Wentz. I think we lean Carson here. I think we lean Carson here knowing that a lot of cash is on the Giants. So a lot of people believe they can win here. We, I don't know if we take them. To, we definitely don't take them to cover. What if we took the Giants plus points? Plus how much points? Seven. Seven and a half. Giants will not lose by more than ten. Not to the Eagles, I don't believe. Because you're already probably getting some points. You're getting, what, three and a half already? So we push that to ten and a half? You get what I'm saying? So either the Giants win, we're good. We don't get as much money, but Giants win, we're good. If they lose, as long as they don't lose by 11. I like it. We take the Giants... Plus, plus double digits. Plus and 10 I, and I 10 feel and safe with that. I feel like you got to do the half a point. If we're going to move the line that far, we need to take 10.5. So, yeah, it'd be Giants plus 10.5. And, and I like that because they're out there right now. The money is saying a lot of people believe the Giants can win. I also believe they can win. I think so, But too. I'm afraid to bet it because I feel like I can't trust Danny Dimes. So I'm betting with this Giants plus 10.5. We're betting, like, I think these fuckers can win, but let me just. Put a little it little makes little. it makes our bet safer. We are still going with our pick of the Giants winning. We're just giving ourselves a ten point cushion in case 
and they're the underdog in this one, so the odds it'll be easier better. to move the, that line like that. Now we're looking at the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins, and the line in this one is two point five. This is going to be a pick'em game, yeah. The favorite is the Miami Dolphins. But look at the cash. Sixty-six percent of the cash is on the Chargers, but sixty-one percent of the tickets is also. So that's not necessarily big money um, throwing their deals out here. But when we're looking at our rankings. We're looking at our rankings. Offensive rank, Chargers better off. Barely, but yeah. Chargers defense is ranked way better than the Dolphins. Does that make but, sense? But they've been, the Dolphins have been playing out of their mind the last two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Are there injuries? What are the injuries? Is, so we're is looking Bosa at, coming back? If Bosa's coming back, that's a big deal. So when we're looking at the impact player injuries, okay, Joey Bosa is questionable with a concussion. Uh, Austin Eckler still on IR with the hamstring, um, and then not a lot of big names. We're looking at Miles Gaskin still on IR. Preston Williams is questionable with a foot injury. I actually don't think he plays. Matt Burita is still questionable with a hamstring. Um, and when you look at the quarterback grades, Herbert is Shh. far and away grading better than Tua Tagovailoa right now. The Dolphins are a better coached team. Brian Flores is coaching his ass off with this team. Um, and and the Chargers find a way to lose every time. They've lost four games up 17 points. So this might be a good opportunity. Our models saying the Dolphins. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why our, our rankings show the Dolphins as the worst defense. That does know. not make very much sense. I'm losing faith in these rankings now looking at this because the Chargers definitely aren't six. Yeah, I don't know where that got pulled from. <sighs> I'm taking I'm taking Miami because I think they're the better coach team. Now, they're only minus two, so you just take them at, the, at that spread? No, you not just take at all. The money I don't trust Tua like that. Tua can easily come out. He's had two weeks, one week where he actually played, played. He looked great, but, I mean, he's a rookie. We might find out he's actually shit this week. If Tom Brady can have a week like that, Tua Tagovailoa sure can. Mm. Um, so, and the Chargers, when they lose. It's close. It's close as fuck. Plus Do three. we take the charge? Um, I think. Plus three is too small when you're thinking they're probably going to lose. When your model's telling you they're going to lose, I think plus three is too small. The line is 2.5. Move it to seven and a half. Seven and a half. They don't lose by more than a touchdown, bro. Chargers fight. If anything, they get ahead in this game and they lose because the Dolphins come back. And I actually think, my personal opinion, I actually think that the Chargers win this game. And I think it's... They got to win eventually, right? And I think that it's also uh, the fact of we got two rookie quarterbacks that want to show off against each other. Two of... You know, two against Herbert. I, I trust Herbert right now. I haven't seen enough to uh, And if Joey Bosa plays. I trust Herbert to lose the game closely. Yeah. Okay. Well. That's, and I, because I've seen it and he does it consistently. I fully trust him. If I had to bet my life on it, but yeah, it's going to be close. Mm. So if we take him plus more than a touchdown, yeah, I, like I think it. I'm sleeping good. Yeah. Plus seven and a half. Let's do it. I'm sleeping it on. good in the hood. Even though I don't live in the hood anymore. True. Bills versus the Cardinals. Gosh. This is this I know we won't ever bet these because it's just not something to bet on, but this would be where you bet the over. Yeah. <laughs> like if, yeah. if you if you needed a bet. The over right now is 
fucking 91% of the money. I told you. They won't be able to make this line high enough. Like, there's just no way. Bills win. I think the Bills win as well. And they're barely... Oh, they're not even favored. They're underdogs. You take the money line, The bro. Bills are underdogs? They are. You take the money line. The plus 120. No, 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 no. Our model says Arizona wins too. We don't want to bet against our model. 80% of the cash Yeah, is on but the 70% bills, of the tickets also. That's a, I mean, Bills Mafia, you ever heard of them? That's true. They move in flocks. And... And you know the Bills play up, they play down, they play all the way around. Um, but I do believe their defense is improving. Their offense is putting up points. They got John Brown healthy. Um, but these are two really good teams. They're top 12 teams in the league. Uh, I'd rather take the underdog with big points because this, this, this is a prime upset game. Mm. You know? Yeah. If the Chargers were, were, were underdogs and – you know, but the Bills are on the road going to the Cardinals. Right. Which would probably help. The Northeast has terrible weather, that kind of deal. And they're going to be in a dome and natural grass, too. Oh, shit. Shit. Cover probability right now says 48% for the Bills to cover that two-point margin. Um, hmm. Are you mm-hmm. wanting to – so you, you're getting the Bills plus two right now as it stands. Are you wanting to move that to sixty-one percent of the cash is on them to cover the spread, eighty on them to win. That's a lot of cash for them to win. And they're an underdog. We need some underdogs in our bet, and an underdog that we honestly were surprised to see as the underdog. I think we got to take them. What do you think? I want to take the money line, but that's I don't think that'll help you sleep at night. So I think you got to take them what plus three and a half. Which is not much because they're already getting plus two. Exactly. We may even be able to sneak plus two and a half, and then if we only have to move at one point, that's nothing. So we'll take it. We'll take the Bills plus three and a half, right? Yeah, and if the odds aren't too bad, I might add a little more to that. I, I just, I just get. You want it to be what? Seven the and Bills half? are just so up and down. I wish we could put a consistency rating on the Bills, but. And, and see what they do. Let's see what the injuries look like here. TJ Yeldon, a bunch of – Josh Norman, uh, Tredavious White. We need to keep an eye on that. True. He's questionable. If he's not playing, if he's not playing, that's that's a big deal for us. Um, and then as you're looking – then we got some O-linemen, the guard. These are big deal injuries here. That's true. Um, and then we're looking at the impact players on – the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake, uh, but nobody really. I don't really see anything that scares me there. Yeah, not a huge deal here. Quarterback comparison, they're giving Josh Allen a nod in this game. Uh, average offensive snaps. Um, God. I think I think uh, Tredavious White's going to be a big deal for us, especially yeah. with D-Hop. If he's not playing. And D Hop is out there to run free against these other corners. It's going to be a long day. Uh, let's leave this one right now. We're we're saying we're going to take Buffalo plus points, but we'll, it'll be based on if White plays or not. And how many points? Yeah. And if White doesn't play, I say we take it to double digits just to feel safe. I don't think we'll need them, but yeah, we'll feel safe. Yeah, no, I agree. And they are the underdogs. And if White comes out as 
uh, announced as not playing, I bet you that line goes higher. Moves, yeah. yeah, so so we'll be better off. True. Um, so let's let's move to the next game. We are looking at Raiders and Broncos. The Raiders versus the Broncos. I think the Raiders win this game. What do they think? Yeah, far and away, they got the Raiders to win this thing. 67% of the cash is on the Raiders. I think we take the Raiders' heads up because I do. Well, the Broncos like to have that late fourth quarter comeback, get within a field goal type thing. What do you think? Yeah, but we just take them to win. We just take the money line. We take the Raiders to win. So you're not worried about the Broncos getting the last second field goal, winning by one point with how they play in the fourth quarter? I don't think they win. What What's the spread at right now? Minus five and a half? Yep. You move it down to two and a half? Raiders have to win by a field goal? Nah, fuck that. It's not Take it. money line. Take yeah. money line. All right. Um, now we're looking at the Bengals versus the Steelers. Steelers are... Uh, binless. Fix and win this, but look at this, Morty. They're binless, bro. Are they? Right? Didn't he come down with COVID? Um, I think he was on the close contact deal. Oh. But Ben Roethlisberger, he's on the COVID reserve list. They got him as a green injury, meaning he'll probably play. Probably play, yeah. So he's not a big deal. But look at the money. 36% of the tickets, 80% of the money is on Cincinnati to win this game. Which is insane. And they're, they're seven-point seven underdog. Is this the game? Do we just is take this them the to one win? that is this the one that booms? Yeah, so you know what? Here's what here's what we'll do. We'll do two separate parlays since we're doing five bucks each. One parlay will take Cincy plus ten point five. The second one will take them to win. All the other picks will st- remain Stay consistent. I like it. All right. Next game, we got the Seahawks versus the Rams. The line is one point five points. Pick them, bro. Look at this. The cash is ninety eight percent on the Seahawks. Christ. And we got to ride with that. 98% on the Seahawks. It's because they're, well, it's even money. You bet the Seahawks to win, you get even money. They're plus 100. Bro, 98% on the Seahawks. 88% of the tickets. You're getting. the About 2% of the money is on the Rams. And the line is at 1.5. That's insane. What's that tell you, though, Morty? What don't we know? What's that tell you? When, when, when you're a sports book and you're getting 98% of the money coming on one side and you don't move, move the, the line, line from 1.5 points. You feel hella confident on that other side. Yes. Hella you're confident. saying, um, I'm not going to move this line because I'm about to win 98% money is what you're thinking as a... So... Let's look at those injuries. Let's look at those those in, so this is as far as our rankings go, Seahawks are the seventh best team, Rams are the tenth best. When it comes to offensive ranking, they have the Seahawks as number one, Rams at sixteen, defensive ranking, Seahawks at twenty one, Rams at two. So as we're going through some injuries, Chris Carson questionable. Mm, KJ Wright. KJ Wright questionable. Michael Upati questionable bruce irvin he's still on ir we we knew that uh when you're looking at questionable Jalen ramsey but it's an illness they have him ready to play fuller is gonna play there's no real injuries yeah. on the rams morty i see 98 percent of the money and what it tells us but i also see a line of 1.5 points 
I think we have to take the house who's saying, I'm not moving it to two. I'm not moving it to three. Which is insane to I'm me. I'm taking this 98% because I believe the Rams probably win is what they're thinking. Yeah. And if they don't. Is it close? What's the chances if we take Rams plus 3.5? Or do you just want to take them straight up? Do we make this again in our in our two different bets? I feel like, man, I feel like the one, the, the, the bet that we made where we're going to take the uh, Bengals to win, Mm -hmm. you take the Seahawks to win. But, um, oh, you mean to make sure it pays for the security. But if you, in this, in our, in our, what I'm going to call the main bet, right? Where, where we're going to want to take points that you take the Rams Plus three and a half, I guess. That's that's my thought, at least. I hate to bet against the Seahawks, but I just feel like they know something if they're not moving that's this line from 1.5. With 98% of the money. And by the way, for you guys that aren't big sports bettors or, or big, like, um, understand sport books, you got to think about this from a business standpoint. 98% of the cash that is is all on one team. So the the public and the Sharks and everybody else that is thinking the Seahawks are going to win this game and uh, the sports books are basically saying we will give you even money on arguably the second best team in the NFL. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're going to give me even money? They should always be a favorite in every matchup that they have. So... I'm putting all my cash on the Seahawks and the sports book receives all that cash. They've got the 98% of the cash coming in and they still haven't moved the line. And that's super scary. That means that they know something. I don't know what the something is, but they're gurus who, I mean, we've seen it time and time again with these overrunners and stuff. Morty, Morty, Morty. This is what they know. Same thing. Our model knows our models given the Rams, the 53% chance to, to win. win. And the Seahawks to lose. Yep. Our model says the Rams win. Yeah. You got to go with our model. Yeah. No, I'm not. I agree. So do we want to take the Rams to straight up win in this bet? I think so. Or do we want to take Rams plus 3.5 and then in the other bet, take Rams plus 10 for the safety? I feel like with that other bet, we're, we're trying to boom. Yeah, but the boom's not the Seahawks. The boom is the Rams to win. So if you want to boom, we say Rams win. Oh, wait a sec here. Oh, our model is saying, who's the favorite? The Rams Rams, are the favorite. That's what I'm saying. With no money? Yeah. So so what do we do here? So in my opinion, in in the safe bet, I'm going to call them safe and boom. In the safe one, which is the one we're really trying to, to just make it through, I think that you take the Rams, and you can even add a little bit of points if you want. Personally, I'm okay with the minus one and a half. Like, I'm okay with them winning by two, and you just you take the minus 110. Like, I think that's solid. Um, I don't necessarily think we need to – oh, shit. Well, it's only minus 120 if you just take them to win straight up versus the one and a half is going to give you minus 110. But in the grand schemes of this whole parlay, it doesn't really matter the 110 versus 120. It so just has to work. We'll just take the Rams to win. I need more safety than that. 
Seahawks in my team, and I, I really feel like. See, I want to. This is so and sick. And ninety-eight percent of the money, meaning meaning people putting up big money too, yeah, are saying Seahawks. Yeah, this is sick. This is really sick. Yeah, but we got to pick it. Do you think straight up? Don't look at the bets. Do the Rams beat the Seahawks? That just came off of a loss. Yes or no? No. Seahawks win. You're looking at the numbers. Yeah, I, I mean, if it was just me looking at this, I'd say Seahawks win because I, I just believe in Russell Wilson. And I just think he, he gets it done. Two linemen hurt. But they're at L.A., like you said. Two linemen hurt. Uh, one of them looks like he's going to play. Um, K.J. Wright looks like he's going to play. Chris Carson comes back. Uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, is, should, should should play. They're and, in St. Louis. And when I look at it, they're the or better team Louis. in our rankings. Um, you know, do do we say the models got it wrong and bet against the model here? Or do we take the Rams to win? I have a bet. And bet against all the people in the world, essentially. I mean, it just goes back to what I was talking about earlier. How have they not moved this line? Or are we just catching it before they've moved it, and then we go back tomorrow and the shit's like minus three? I mean, we could check Bovada. We could check Bovada. Hit, hit pause real quick. So we checked Bovada, and it uh, looks like they have not moved the line. It is minus one and a half. Uh, so we're going to look at those alternate spreads, and we have decided to take the Seahawks at plus six, which is going to give us a minus 210 uh, bet in the parlay. And I think that that's pretty fair. And we already think they're going to win. We want them to win, number one. We think they're going to win, number two. And, and the whole world thinks they're going to win. 98% of people who have a pulse believe that they're going to win this game. Yeah. So I, it's just it's a scary thing when, when the model – tells you differently and and vegas is standing by it firmly yeah that's like really saying, scary fuck you guys yeah. y'all are wrong we'll take all the bets we'll take 98 percent of your bets because we know we're pocketing it now we're looking at the 49ers saints and the line here is saints my let's just take saints money line and move on with our lives let's go you want to do that yeah because it's not even worth it yeah not worth the headache not worth trying to add points We'll just take the Saints and run with it. I think they're like minus 425. But at the end of the day, we're making like 18 bets here. So who cares? All right. And then let's get to two more games. Right? Patriots and Baltimore Ravens. Mm. The Ravens are minus seven. Wow. getting 65% of the cash, uh, 96% of the cash to cover the spread. Uh, win probability 71%. And it's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Patriots. Patriots can't move the ball. We're taking the Ravens here. Uh, you want to take a money line? Just yeah, because we'll just it's, take them straight up. Because if you look, take a look. Cover probability. Our model says the Patriots cover. So they still lose, but they lose by less than seven. Yeah. So I'm, they I'm, say six point five. So I'm yeah I'm taking uh, I'm taking just the money line. We'll just take the Ravens to win. And then let's move on to our Monday night Woo! game. This will be the one that gets us sweating if we make it to Bro, this one. That's the goal. We just have to make it to Monday night. If we do that, we did a great job. And now it's money time. And I, I like Minnesota because they're running the ball. The Bears can't move the ball. Minnesota plays good defense in the red zone. 
And this bet has to be hella safe. Super this safe. This is, we made it through all this shit, and now it's Monday night. We should feel like, who cares if I watch the game? That's what we have to make this bet. True. So we need to believe that Minnesota wins. The line is 2.5 in the market. We're taking 10.5. Just because this is we made it, we want to we want to be we want to be secure, and know that one if we made it here, we won the bet. That's right. how we should feel. So what's gonna get us there? So let's just see. So if we take the Vikings plus, all right, these are getting bad odds down here. Plus six point five is the minus three forty five. And then it jumps big to minus four twenty five at seven hundred points. So at so I think the best point is plus six point five. Yeah, they'd have to lose by a touchdown or more. Do you feel like that's good enough? We make it to this game. Are you feeling like oh, it's paying when we do Minnesota plus six point five? It's just because it's Minnesota. I relied on Minnesota before, and those motherfuckers laid the biggest egg of all time. That's what scares me, bro. That's what scares me. It's Minnesota of all teams. It's Minnesota. It's always Minnesota, bro. Do we just do you just take them at we take seven and a half? Do we take all that we can get? No, no. You would twenty five. You would take twenty five buck difference, but you would take seven and a half. How are they what if score they win eight? by eight? How are they going to score by eight? Bro, crazy things happen. <sighs> Fuck it. It's twenty five bucks for the security of eight. We take the max points they allow. That should make you feel good. They can win by. They can lose by more than a touchdown. You still win your bet. The last bet on this thing we are taking. Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. To win and or lose by less than eight. Vikings plus eight. Now we're going to put all this into Bovada. We're yep. going to see what Stand this Stand by, pays and we will give you the uh, the payout for this parlay. Okay. Here we go. All right, so we're back. We went to Bovada. We went to go and build this out, and unfortunately we ran into a couple of snags. Number one, they only let us bet 12 teams total. That's the biggest parlay that you can do on the – on the platform Cincinnati versus the Steelers was not available for a line because of big Ben's COVID thing. So there is no line for it yet, which that was going to be our big money play there. Uh, so, um, it just, it, it didn't look great. So, um, we made a couple of changes. Um, and but now our lineup is don't be blowing me up. Nigga. I ain't getting no money. Ain't no use to you ringing my line. Stop wasting my time. It ain't about the money. Nah, I can't even hear what you say. I ain't better do shit. It ain't about the money. Bitch, you can miss me with it. Bitch, nigga, miss me with it. But now we got a lineup that's about the money, Morty. We do. Our odds are at plus 9,361. We are betting $25 together, which yep. means twelve fifty each. And when this hits, we will have one $2,340. There it is. And that's, you guys got to look at this as well. We were super safe with a lot of our bets. Oh, but Morty, we didn't tell them the bet we added in to get the odds up. Let's just go top to bottom. Let's go top to bottom real quick. Let's recap it. So we start this thing off. Minnesota Vikings on Monday night is our last bet. If we make it here, we are in the clear. Woo. And that is, we're taking Minnesota plus eight to beat the Chicago Bears. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks plus six against the Los Angeles Rams. We have the Cleveland Browns plus 3.5 
against the Houston Texans. We have the Chargers plus 7.5 at Miami Dolphins. We have the New York Giants plus 10.5 against the Philadelphia Eagles. We have the Tennessee Titans against the Indianapolis Colts plus 3.5. We have the Green Bay Packers playing the Jacksonville Jaguars at home minus 3.5. We have the Buffalo Bills playing Arizona Cardinals plus 4.5. We took Army to beat Tulane at Tulane straight up. Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Denver Broncos. We took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Panthers and the Baltimore Ravens to beat New England. 25 bucks pays $2,340. Lego. And listen, when this hits Marty, I know one thing I'm going to provide. I'm telling no money. This better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. This better have my money. Please don't call me on my bluff. Pay me what you want it. Calling bigger than LeBron. Bitch, give me your money. Who y'all think y'all fronting on? Like. Just for the record, both Sean and I both did air guns for a bop, bop, bop. And the drop And the went drop off. stopped. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're off the rails here, ladies and gents. Uh, I mean, we've tried to end this podcast about five times, um, and y'all have been getting bonus after bonus after bonus here. So y'all know the bet. We'll put a screenshot of it in the group text. Y'all can follow along. Obviously, we're going to root for Army. First and foremost, they're the first game of all of this. They're the Saturday, first leg. Saturday. So uh, we'll know if we're in it come Sunday. Yeah, this is fun. So you guys can all get in with us. If you want, you could repeat this bet. And we're all in this thing. You place it your damn selves, all right? Yep. Hey, and until next time, we'll fuck with y'all boys. Holla. Later. Later.